Black hearts on my card again. At the crib telling your girl that we should order in. Tell G to put his feet up on the ottoman. We just up against the bunch Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this edition of Write the Radio. It's been a while, but we are back. As always, it's your boy Bobby Dubs. To my right in the studio is my guy Matt Marite. And special guest, all the way from <laughs> on the right side. What's going on? Introduce hey, yourself to the people. How are you guys? Um, my name is Clifford Sykes. What's up, AKA Uptown Supervillain, <laughs> AKA your cousin Cliff talking shit. <laughs> Host of Driving in the Right Lane. And I'm um, here with Robbo and uh, for, I'm sorry, homie. What was your name again? Matt. Matty. Matt Merritt. My man, Matty Ice. Matty yeah. Ice and Robbo. That's the names. Got That's y'all. the stallion over there. That's the Italian you know stallion over there. Hi, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Peep the slip back. He screams, I like hockey. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> slip back, green hair. Uh, <laughs> this is my guy. Matt Merritt is my guy. But we are here on Right the Radio. As we always say, welcome and bienvenue, bienvenido. Welcome to Right the Radio. We got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. It's been some craziness in Philly sports. <laughs> From the Phillies being in first place for what seemed like an afternoon <laughs> to the NFL preseason start, we getting some first glimpses of the Eagles team. We got some summer league stuff going on in basketball, and our boy got paid today. We'll talk about that. We'll add that in. Damn but right. uh, let's start off with like the most recent stuff. The Phillies, like I said, they were in first place at one point. They had a rough series against the Reds that kind of dropped them out of first place. I believe they're game back going into today, which isn't much. Uh, behind the Atlanta Braves, I have to say, uh, do they have enough, Matt Cliff, to get it done and at least win this division? It's not a really good division. All of these teams are sorry. All these teams have issues. <laughs> do they have enough to pull this thing out? Should we actually believe? I just got to get something off my chest really quickly. That Jonathan India, the dude on the Cincinnati Reds, yeah. is 100% a pseudonym. That man <laughs> is in witness protection. <laughs> That's not him. That man's born, and they're like, mm, Jonathan. And we're just going to stick with that. No Johnny India. Not, man, is Jonathan India? <laughs> sounds sounds like a detective. <laughs> with his own, t- his own sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> or Amazon Prime. Yeah, no exactly. Johnny India. What's up, ladies? How y'all doing? <laughs> Johnny India. <laughs> God damn it, Johnny, you can't keep going off on your own like this. Chief yelling at him. But I'm Johnny India. Respect me, Chief. <laughs> where did you where did you get that name? It's like, well, I spent some time in Bombay. <laughs> I don't like to talk about it. Kukurat India. Every once in a while they could flash back to the Bombay incident. You yeah. get more of the backstory of the character. My parents were peace workers. They worked for UNICEF. <laughs> a lot of time over there. Got anything going on this weekend, Jonathan? Well, I'm having some friends come in from New Delhi. <laughs> fresh off, fresh. Oh, I was going to take that somewhere, but I caught myself. <laughs> Wowzers. I don't have a clientele. Trust me. Oh, <laughs> man. But that, do you think they can pull it together with everybody they got? And, you know, trade deadline's already over. Is this enough to win that poor-ass division? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've got Freddie Galvis coming back. Allegedly, Sir Anthony Dominguez is going to pitch again. That might be a negative. But, right, Vinny Velo's coming back. He's making his rehab starts. And, you're, I mean, they have the easiest schedule in baseball. Right yeah. now, they got 24 games against teams that are, like, under 500. Or, by any metric, you could rank are, are poor. So, I they should win the division. It's a massive disappointment if they don't win the division. 
All right, do you have how about you, Killer? I'm gonna keep it super funky and like official like a ref with a whistle. <laughs> I'm not necessarily the baseball guy, so to speak. However, I'm gonna be like the negative Nancy here. Um <laughs> I'm gonna That's say fine. no. Uh, because if you're from Philadelphia, you're a certain age, you've seen this TV show, mm-hmm. you've seen this mid-season finale, you've seen how this season's going to end, and I think we kind of know. And the thing about the Phillies I have known or have seen, they played to the level of competition. And True. with them playing the teams I mean, under 500, like thing don't be surprised. Yeah, don't yeah. be surprised if we find up and we choke some games out of here. Don't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. My whole, my only trepidation, I think they have enough. My only trepidation is like. Some of those like those hiccups you don't expect to see, like the Aaron Nola, and don't get me wrong, that game was horribly fucking umpired. I did pay attention to that. <laughs> that was terrible. But like, I don't need Aaron Nola getting beat up. I don't like stuff like that. <laughs> if he's gonna be like your second starter, we all know that we do have an ace. But um, could I ask you a question? I have to cut you, Rob. Sure, go ahead. Is Aaron Nola who he is, or are we over? Have we overvalued him? I think I think we, we got the point ready to realize he is what he is. What is he? And that's an inconsistent starting pitcher. Okay. That is going to be great in some games. In mm-hmm. other games, you're going to be like, well, who the hell is this guy? Where did he come Would from? Would you put him at two or the three? Like he's a he's a inconsistent two, but he's a he's a really good three. What would you what would you how would you put him there? Yeah, I I, I, I like I think, good three. Yeah, I like <laughs> yeah. the three. Three is probably the way you go. Okay. With this line, I just I love Wheeler and what do you know that he's clearly the ace. And I think, like, you ride him like we rode Coles, and you you count on him for a win every <laughs> third game or whatever it is, how the rotation works. Yeah, but then that's the only win you're counting in, yeah. right? <laughs> I'm no big fan of Eflin. Right? No. But is Adonis Medina going to be making starts? Ranger Suarez doesn't know where he's pitching half the game. <laughs> Who was the guy I saw on, like, Instagram and social media? He, like, chugged a super big Red Bull and like smashed it in like 20 seconds and ran out. I was like, he's a pitcher. But he plays for the Phillies. I don't know who he is. He looks like um Oh, is that Sal- JD Hammer? I guess yeah. with the, with like the glasses. No, he looks like Sal Pavano. Oh. He has the long hair. He jo- Jojo Romero. I yeah. think that yeah. Yeah. Yo, he He's hurt, right? Yeah, I think yeah. he's hurt. Okay. Sorry, see yeah. there you go. My bad. Killing the killing the mood. My guy, my bad. <laughs> but he was good. He, he had that good. swagger about good. him. Yeah, yeah. that kind of makes good. sense. And I'm hoping the bullpen can kind of withstand you know, we get to Archie Bradley in the later because he seems pumped and hyped no matter what time he comes in the game. So I'm just hoping that, you know, they can pull it together. I think they can pull it together. But also along the lines of we need to see the Bryce Harper we've been seeing, that has to keep on going. That has to sustain. And I, I think he actually has a chance. I know Tatis came back. He looks crazy <laughs> over there. Fernando Tatis. I love saying that name. I don't know why. <laughs> His pop, I love saying his pop's name. Yeah. That's the crazy part. Yeah. His pop was the man. Yeah. So, like, um, um, they say, you know, he might be the, the MVP or he's coming back in the conversation. But do you think Bryce, with the way he's been hitting, and if this team wins the division, mm-hmm. they might swing a couple first-place votes to our man Bryce, Hop, Bryce Harper? Well, they would have to win. 
definitely. Yeah, they would have but to win the whole thing. Also, how crazy is it that Cliff brought out a Sal Fasano reference? Oh, I was, oh, oh don't get it twisted, man. I, I'm, I know some things about well, some things with some know, things. We, we bring some, we bring some <laughs> wild references out of our pockets on this show. I, I, I love that we're still talking Sal Fasano. The dude played like 40 games for the Phillies in one season. And people love them. Right? <laughs> but he, South Pals? Yeah. <laughs> South the little Pals. dance at the top, yeah. the guys with the wigs. Yeah, you had Sal's them. Pals and the Wolf Pack at the same time. It was oh, crazy. Geez. What was that? Padilla's, uh, Padilla's peddling yeah. or whatever it was. Padilla's paddler. It was oh, yo, everybody we're had for having old hey, we had those. Oh man. Oh Vincente. Vincente Padilla. <laughs> I remember it. See, what I'm saying I know a yeah. little bit about a lot with some things to go with that. You see what I'm saying exactly. <laughs> Enough to get you through. That's, hey. all you, that's all you need on write the radio. That's all you need. But uh. Moving along, and this will be a little bit longer discussion. We did start the NFL preseason. We saw the Eagles. They they had a, a good early showing, I'll say. They were up, I think it was 16 nothing before the bottom fell out of that moment. <laughs> and then, like, you know, the second and third team, third and fourth teams were scoring at will or whatever. But what did – thoughts on what you saw in the preseason as far as the Eagles from Hurts, from my guy, Super Bowl – Champion Joe Flacco. I'm setting the record straight <laughs> on this program. He has been referred to as Super Bowl champion Joe Flacco. <laughs> and the rest of the uh, band of misfits met there today. Well, um, I think the most encouraging thing was that Jake Elliott started nailing field goals. Oh, yeah. And I can only attribute that to his new holder. <laughs> yes, yes. You, you hit on that. Right Aaron Sippus, yeah, right? Please, um, please, all please. about the Australian punters. They got one of those. Things are looking up. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, the biggest story out of a preseason game had to be Quez, yeah, right? Quez is absolutely he's looking legit. I mean, it was, you know, it was a short catch and he did most of the work. But he looks legit. He looks legit fast. <laughs> mm -hmm. He's like a guy you can put on the outside. You can do those quickly. All the things we were begging them to do with Jalen Rager last season. It's the stuff that seemed to like, all right, we're going to do that with Quez. Mm -hmm. Fine. Not the guy we asked for to do that, but whatever. And I, I think it could work. I can think you you can get out of some tough situations. You got you can look for first down quick, a quick slant or a bubble screen to, to a Quez who looks like he can probably try to take it to the crib. So I'm excited about seeing that part. I still got some questions on the defense. I think the front is okay. Not so sure about the back end when they'll really get tested uh, in the season against some of these great quarterbacks. So that's, you know, that leaves something to be desired for me. But, you know, I thought uh, they looked pretty good. I'm waiting for that second game against the Patriots. I'm hearing a lot of good things from the scrimmages so far with the Patriots. I'm waiting for the second game to see how it looks in, in live game speed. But, you know, Cliff, what do you think of what you saw in that first preseason I'm game? I'm going to try not to be long-winded here. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for me with the Eagles, it's a, it was a small sample size. I realized that what we saw from Nick Sirianni was uh, a very vanilla offense. It was stable. They were well coached. We didn't look like shit, which is like something we normally look like <laughs> most preseasons. We looked like we were a well coached team. We understood the plays that were called. Right? Jalen Hurts looked like a legit QB one. He threw good balls. He made. He was very decisive. There was one play where he literally bounced out of the pocket. He threw the football away. And in my mind, I'm like, Carson Wentz would never do no shit like that. But <laughs> Throw what away? Again, not to be long-winded, I don't give too much credence to preseason games because it's a lot of vanilla. I can't show you what we want to do. So it's just basic football. The Quez Watkins things, when, we saw the, when I saw the bubble screen, 
when he when he flattened in to take it up, I'm like, okay, they say this kid's fast. What am I watching? And I saw him hit that third gear. All I say with Quez Watkins, I'm a little more of a pessimist or like the cynic here. We might got something with him. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say he's legit because again, it's vanilla defense. If if you're going to start getting tendencies and what we're doing and, and things of that nature on second and short, third and short, a defensive coordinator is going to sniff that shit out. They're going to figure sure. out a way. A safety is going to sniff that shit out. I want to see when we tried, like the good old Andy Reid flip pass when teams knew we got to the goal line, we're going for that flip pass. That the bubble screen can get you in trouble a lot. But I'm not here to be negative. I liked what I saw. Am I confident that this is something sustainable and that the Eagles are going to be what people are saying? No. Do you think this wide receiver core, as you see it, mm-hmm. still needs yes. a veteran voice? Yes. Is, yes. there, is there a name out there that you think is out there that they maybe could go get? Uh, off the top of my head, no. But we messed up with the Julio Jones thing. I would rather have taken, I would have rather taken a shot at Julio Jones for one year just to show these young guys the technique, the separation. If this guy's showing you this front, this is what you do to beat this. We can counter it with that. I think that we're raw. I like our wide receivers. We're raw as hell. And I'd rather take... Oh, and to do your Google so the reason why I'm, I'm, I sound a little condescending and very overconfident here, play football, uh, Little League, high school, and college, played D2 football a very long time ago before cell phones were a thing. <laughs> like, before, before before Google was a thing. Like, we had Ash Jeeves. So, like, that's oh, no, when I was wow. in college. Took right? back. You took I'm back old, brother. <laughs> I am old. Um, it, it's just one of those things where I would rather have the raw notate there's nothing there for defensive coordinators to scout and to know what tendons we have. I want week in and week out to where with Sirianni, I'm hoping he's a little more progressive with play calling and he'll push the throttle and let these kids be the kids that they are and let the defensive coordinators figure this shit out like midseason. But it says something about having a veteran presence, a veteran's presence in certain skill positions. You have to have those. That's just my opinion. Is having a guy like Zach Ertz just not in the receiver room, but mm-hmm. in that offensive huddle, enough of that. No. No, you don't? No, think? because and it's my opinion. The Zach Ertz thing, I think it's – it's. we talked about this at the, at the yeah, draft party. Yeah. <clears throat> I think the issue with Zach Ertz – I don't want to make this about Howie Roseman, but Howie Roseman played everything too tight and he lost. With Howie Roseman – excuse me, with Doug and Carson, he lost. He was gambling on trying to get something for Zach Ertz. It didn't work, so now you have to bring back a guy with a $12.7 million cap. He's not happy. He checked out last year, right? And mm-hmm. if you if you expect him to come back and to be, oh, one time for the Gipper, let's do it, guys. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. I don't, th- I don't think he has a bad attitude, but I think he's dismissive. Hey, you see that haircut? You see that hair? He's in there. He's in there. He's in it to win it. Go to Cali with that, champ. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get you to Indianapolis or Baltimore or Buffalo. Get out there. Do your thing. But I, as far as in the locker room and talking to guys, I would say no because, for me, I'm a little biased with Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz, for me, isn't like a total tight end. He's more of like a, a wide out in a tight end's body. Mm. Um I actually like Dallas Goddard over Zach Ertz for the physicality, the blocking standpoint, things of that nature. Um, and it, that, I'm just, I, I, I thank you for that catch in the, in, the, in the Super Bowl. I appreciate what you've <laughs> done, but just it's a no for me with Zach Ertz. It just is. It's it's the NFL is not for long. And what have you done for me lately? And if you're looking at tape, we're going off of measurables and what's tangible. He hasn't produced the last two or three years. He hasn't been healthy, but the best ability in NFL is availability. And mm-hmm. if you don't have that, we have a problem. 
They're, who's the kid we signed? Uh, the six foot seven unicorn. Yeah, Hakeem yeah, Butler. Yeah. That's what yeah. I was yeah. just about yeah. to ask about. Yeah, Buffalo. He's out there looking like a freaking miracle, but yeah. it's practice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's True. the thing I'm not getting too hyped on. Yeah, because also our boy J.J. Arthur is looking good in practice. Well, hold, him moving to the, but, to the slot more to a tight end position where he's a little bit inside the line. When Butler he, did lead the team in that preseason game in catches and yes, targets. Did. Yes, he yeah. did. Because, I mean, if that's the last thing you see, it's probably him. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> the Overall, the Eagles, it's, for me, I think that where we are right now, we're so deprived of this, the last year. Last year was such a shit show of a year with sports, with people, overall morale. Mm-hmm. I think that we as Philadelphians right now, we're clinging for something. We're looking to be positive. We're looking for something right now. And the birds, because literally it was four years ago, that's there's still a small beacon of hope like, yo, they're going to do it, or we can be this, we can be that. And that's perfectly fine. I don't want to shit on anybody's idea or think of it, but I just think that people need to scale some things back and just enjoy the moment of having – Enjoy having a brand-new coaching staff that actually need each other. The one thing I can say about this coaching staff is that they're all dialed in. They all communicate. They all need each other because if one isn't successful, the other one's not. If Sirianni's successful, Gannon's not. I forgot our offensive coordinator. If he's not there, these guys are going to be successful. So this is the first time since, like, Andy Reid where they're going to be here. I said something on, on the draft show yeah. while, like, he might not be here for two or three years. Nah, they're going to be here for the long haul. Yeah. This is a five-year yeah. thing with these guys. So in order for us to work and to click, all all aspects of this football team, coaching staff-wise, have just got to be on the same page. So I'm more I'm more optimistic for that, to watch the growth of these coaches coach these kids up. This is literally like like parenthood right now. You're watching yeah. children. Like, yo, this is going to be dope. Because think, yeah, think about I that. Mean, everybody's yeah. doing it. it's, a, it's a rather young team. Yeah. When you look around. Think about that. Yeah, I don't necessarily think it's all going to come together this year. Mm-hmm. It might not come together till like week 16, 17. Mm-hmm. But I guess the biggest question or the biggest thing we'll be looking for is how much of a foundation is laid and who is going to be part of that mm-hmm. foundation. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. we'll be able to see that sort of framework mm-hmm. at least by the halfway point of the season. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, I think we're going to see a lot of guys who we think may be here, may not be here. I just I like the, Based on that. the attitude of what I'm seeing that makes it completely different than what I'm used to seeing uh, around here. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love like I don't think we're gonna have the approach of let's keep uh old players on that are old in the two that can't really mm-hmm. get it done anymore just because of the namesake. I love the fact that Jason Peters is somewhere else. I love the fact that they're not <laughs> yeah. signing any of these other people. I'm great. I will send Jason Peters a bouquet. I don't give a shit. I just like the way we're going. Like when you see people that aren't going to work, they're just not going to work, and that's it. You didn't see them. Oh, because Carryon Johnson, who got waived as a name, maybe we'll keep him on. No, no. he can't play. Facts. He got to go. Mm-hmm. Facts. And I'm cool with Sirianni. Talk on that. your shit, Rob. Right, yeah. Thank you. Exactly. Talk your shit. That's my paisan. I'm cool with Sirianni on that tip. Don't be hanging around with dead weight. I'm waiting to see what he does with the with the, the left tackle situation. As he goes with my lot, he goes with uh Dillard, what whatever he does. And I'm pretty sure once he figure out who can't play, they're gonna be gone. And I'm all for that. I'm tired of holding on to dead weight. Guys that can't cut it. Mm-hmm. He'll probably go whatever change he has in store for JJ if he moves him to tight end, if he puts him in the slot, whatever. If it doesn't work, you can probably see JJ going. I'm I'm looking forward to that. And then also this season in general. Uh, has me super excited because of, like you said, there's a week 17 where there's going to be 
<laughs> well, football. It's, it's going to yeah. be a game. That's going to matter because you got 17 games now. Mm-hmm. This is the thing where it's going to be a lot of craziness at the end of this season, especially with the new rule and everything. They're not letting teams uh, reschedule craziness, mm-hmm. and people are going to be forced to forfeit if they're not right as far as the COVID stuff goes. This is going to be a crazy season. And in crazy any in a crazy season where you got all types of crazy hoops to jump through and all types of mitigating factors, anything is possible. So that's why I'm excited. What team? Know. Can we make the playoffs? <laughs> because in the 17th game of the season, our opponent has to forfeit. Yeah, what, what like, team? Is, no, I don't even think about I'm right there. I'm right there. I not think about I think the Giants are the team most likely to forfeit one in the division. That's, that's I, like, I, think, totally. I think Jerry Jones will have Jerry Jones will have those boys. I'll shut up. All right. Football team is good because Ron Rivera had cancer, so they're going to take care of that. The Giants are eating each other. So, I mean. Facts. Because they're in New York, and that's like, yeah, no doubt. I could definitely see them screwing up. Oh, yeah, I went out to Broadway. I was like, did you get, no, I didn't get tested. Now everybody's got fucking COVID. I've been kind of thinking that J.J. might end up being here. We're talking about J.J. a little bit. We always got to touch on him. Everybody's least favorite second rounder. Oh, yeah. Our, our boy, where's Archer, where's John Hightower? The, the he's going. Catches. I don't think he's here, is he? he? He's been hurt, and I don't think he's yeah. coming back. Well, he's right? going. He, he's going. Yeah, it's over for Hightower. Jay Jaw is your veteran. Yeah, he's he's, your yeah. Veteran he's the brother. veteran. That's the problem. Like he's going to be here by default. He's a God, roster guy. I do not want to be a part. I do not want to be a part of a fan base whose veteran receiver presence is JJ Arthega White. Got a shot because Mr. somebody Umbrella. promised his mom. Get out yeah. of here with that. <laughs> I can't do it. But I am I am hoping he does uh you know ascend this year, does some good things because if he does, I think it's like fifty or sixty touchdowns, our friend John Barchard, friend of the show, is gonna get a tattoo of Jay Z Arthago White. He's making he all that. types of wages with so, people. So what was I'm this? waiting to see this. He's, if, what was your wager with him? If he gets uh JJ gets sixty touchdowns. Sixty catches? Uh, catches, catches. Yeah. If he gets sixty catches, he's gonna get a tattoo of JJ Arthago White. So he's taking the over on that. Yeah, he thinks he's, he, he's saying Oh, that's good. a safe bet. Fuck out of here, John. I'm all like, wait, under he's getting a tattoo of him? No. Okay. That's easy money. Yeah. Okay. We have a bet <laughs> with him. I forgot either we're going to win nine or ten games. I have the under. He's saying over. He would oh, walk yeah, I remember that. Naked. He's going to walk <laughs> naked around here, and I'm trying to get him to go. We're trying to get him down Broad Street. <laughs> that's where I'm trying to get I mean, him. Naked holding a case of liquid death. We right yeah. here. <laughs> I think we can factor that part in, too. We can definitely work that. That's, <laughs> that's publicity. <laughs> people with the Eagles, people don't realize there's a lot of holes. Yeah. And I think that those holes can't be – we can't spackle them. You can't flip it. You can't cover it within one year. And I think that – so my point with the wide receivers not having of these defensive coordinators not having tape, I think that we'll take some teams by surprise the first two or three weeks. That third or fourth week, coordinators mm-hmm. are going to figure it out, and it's going to come down to just overall talent. And that's where my concerns kick in with the Eagles, where it's like, yes. think about it from this standpoint, our offensive line is the shit. Yeah. Period. Yeah. That's the one bright thing I can say. Like, look, it ain't going to be for lack of technique. The holes will be there. You'll have the time to throw the ball, Jalen. Make decisions. But over 17 games, the issue for the old line has always been continuity and health. Defensive line looked kind of shitty to me. The first couple plays, there was no surge, no push. But as the game got deeper, I'm like, oh, we in the ass. All right, I'm not worried about the D-line. 
the linebackers are small to me. They're athletic, but they're yeah. small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that in training camp. Yeah. That they, they, they were relatively small. Small. Uh, kind of hard when it gets mm-hmm. to tackling the ball, getting mm-hmm. them under people. Then the safeties. They might get ran over. The safeties are like, I like Marley McLeod. Always He's coming off another guy. ACL. Yeah, I, I think safeties is the biggest hole in the defense. Yeah. Who's our other safety? He had a knee injury. We drafted him. I forgot his name. Uh, um, An- well, Anthony Harris is the other safety yeah. right now, right? Yeah. yeah. There was yeah. one other guy. Yeah. And then Kayvon. Yeah, Kayvon. Yeah. Kayvon Wallace. He's injured. So it's He like, was talking shit to Cam today. I mean, good. Yeah. Talk that shit. Fuck the Call him Captain Cap Dump Off. I like that. Captain Dump Off. I like it. But but overall for the defense, like it's when you really when you really really look at the roster and look at what we have, I, I, again I'm being redundant. We're going to scare. We're going to shock people. But it the, the the great thing about the NFL is, fool me once, cool. Fool me twice, mm-hmm. we're fucking idiots. The third time, kiss my ass respectfully. It's not going to happen the <laughs> third time. And we're going to either get a pick six or we're going to blow this play up to where it's like we know what the fuck you're doing. That's the great thing about the NFL. And then I worry about the the depth of this team also. Like That's being goal. there live at the training camp, I saw the drop off from Hertz to Flacco. Yep. Super Bowl champion Joe Flacco. <laughs> <laughs> as far as, you know, accuracy and things like that, I mean, immediately he comes in and he's throwing interceptions. I know it's training camp mm-hmm. and the other guys, they get paid to do their job as well. Mm-hmm. But still, like, you're late on throws, you're late on reads, you're not getting the ball out when you're supposed to, mm-hmm. and guys are. Uh, you know, capitalizing on that. I don't want to see, God forbid, something happens where Jalen can't play a game or he's out or whatever because he is one of those quarterbacks that will take off, he will take off, he will, you know, escape the pocket. Those guys tend to get hurt yep. at least once or twice a year. Uh, a <laughs> year. So you, you're going to see Joe Flacco on the field, Eagles fans, and it's like that gives me some trepidation. Mm-hmm. How far is the fall off when he gets on the field? How far is the fall off if you, God forbid, have to see Nick Mullins, who yeah. I want to know why he couldn't even get the ball off at training camp, where they had to blow the play dead because you can't touch the guy in the red yeah. shirt. And the shells, you can't touch him. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't want to see Nick Mullins or Joe Flacco. If it comes to that, then like there's going to be issues, and you might as well throw the whole thing away. But that's the only thing that gives me trepidation. This team has a history of injuries, people getting hurt at the wrong time, and those guys behind them are relatively unknowns on this team because they're yep. so young. They're passing them together with tape. So that's the one thing that gives me trepidation, man. Mm-hmm. Here, Tay. Uh, my biggest trepidation, or maybe not so much trepidation, but Word something of the I'm. Day. Trepidation. Yeah. Trepidation. Look Some, it up. Do your Googles. Something about, I'm curious about is how long does Jalen Hurts' leadership style, you know, how long are we impressed by that? Right, because right now we're hearing all the stories about how oh he's pop quizzing we wide him. receivers, right? He's like, we love him. Right. He's always in the rent. He's always got a snappy <laughs> saying, right? <laughs> right? He's got that coach's kid vibe about yeah. him, right? Mm-hmm. He knows all this stuff like the back of his hand. If they start losing or they don't start well this season, are we gonna turn on that? Is the team gonna turn on that? What is gonna happen with gonna that? Run him out on the rails. This is Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That gives the bum <laughs> Ty Detmer, AJ Feely. Think mm-hmm. about that. We oh, literally if, if you're younger than thirty, do your Googles. The actual backup quarterback success oh was God. here. Bubby Brister, Rodney Pete, Jim McMahon. <laughs> you see what yeah. Garcia. <laughs> yeah. They come here if you want to get a job because the quarterbacks don't stay healthy. My counter, I guess I would offer a counter more on the optimistic side. This is totally not me, but I'm just trying to think that it's all, you know, small people, Magic, Gandalf, and 
explosions and everything's nice. I think that if we do see Joe Flacco, I think that what we'll see with Nick Sirianni is he'll protect him in a sense of not throwing the football more than 30 times. Mm-hmm. We're going to figure out running plays. We'll do things to get him in rhythm. Just as a counter. Um, but to that point, I think I might have said this to you at the draft party too. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I love Booby. I love you to death. <laughs> yep. Booby Gibson is not a starting running back. He's not a starting running back. I've said this for two years. The 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 great the <clears throat> the great thing about Miles Sanders, who's Booby Gibson or Booby Miles, if you want to call him that. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Booby Gibson is the guy from the Cavs. My yeah. bad. Get him wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Booby Miles. Friday Night Lights. Do you Google's? Yeah. Booby, yeah. Booby's black. Booby's beautiful. Do y'all? Booby. Do you yeah. Google's? <laughs> the great thing about Miles Sanders coming out of college was he played behind a virtuoso running back, so he never got on the field. Yeah. And when he did, it was just for punts, kickoff returns. Minimal contact, minimal damage. For those at home, he was Saquon <clears throat> Barkley's. A virtuoso yeah. of a position. And then he had like that one year when Penn State's offensive line was spectacular. Yep. Exactly. So to Miles Sanders, he had no abuse or no wear and tear in his body. He comes to the NFL where now you're the feature back. If you give him, there, there's something to this. If he touches the ball more than 20 times, not carries, if he touches the ball more than 20 times, he will miss the next game or two which for me is a direct requisite of why I say, and I'm not saying this to be hateful, contemptuous, or anything, but it's a fact. He's not a number one back. And if you think about the talent, we're talking about drop-off, yeah. who's your number two back? Jordan Howard, yeah. who's yeah. the straightaway. I love Jordan Howard. I love his play style. And the but rookie, how is he only 26? NFL, I, brother. I feel like we've been talking about Jordan Howard for three damn years. Near, yes. Jeez. Three years. Exactly. Three years. They and treat him like he's in his 30s. Yep. Yeah. Well, Dude. he is in football. <laughs> yeah. yeah right? <laughs> he's in football. The old folks are in football, but this I'm goes with you this though. goes to the depth question about where fans have to be realistic. We know we get we know sports. Yeah. We know the depth. But for Joe Blow and Man Man and then they don't know, <laughs> they play Madden and they think, yeah. okay, I turn injuries off. I get a full go for 17 games. That's what I got. I'll bust your ass online. <laughs> but it's 17 games. There's, it's, everything's going to be different. Like last year was later like a shit show. It was Pop Warner. There's going to be fans in the stadium. There's going to be adrenaline. There's going to be some type of electric. There's emotion. These guys are going out there, and they're laying hat on people. This is the first time I get to lay some wood on somebody. I can actually talk some shit because you can't hear it. I don't know if you realize that. They cut yeah. the microphones yep. low last year because of all the talking. It goes back to just being dog eat dog this year. And a lot of people I'm pissed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really pissed. I get to come out here and lay wood on somebody. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm laying head on everything moving. It's gonna be a lot of that this year. A lot I of actually that. I actually am with you on Miles as much as I like Miles. I mean I mm-hmm. I, I don't finish I love it. But yeah. what I saw last year mm-hmm. when he got some of those bigger runs mm-hmm. late in the season, it was like it's obvious. He's a change of pace, hit right. a home run down. Yeah, he's definitely where, yes. where you might be pounding him, pounding him, pounding him. They get weak. Mm-hmm. You put in miles, mm-hmm. change of pace. He hits a gap, mm-hmm. a hole, defense is lagging, and he's gone because mm-hmm. you miss him. But if you miss him and he's behind and you're behind him, it's over. You're not going to run him you're down. Not, you're not catching him at so, all. It was evident to me last year when that started happening, when they started mixing the backs, and then he would come in after they had been pounding for a minute, yep. and then all of a sudden he's breaking off a 70-yard run, a 65-yard run or whatever. Perfect. It was way. like, all right, clearly he's a quicker change of pace guy. Yep. He used to come in, maybe hit the home run because, you know, he could be going in one shot. So I'm with you on that. I'm actually not upset about that, mm-hmm. and I do think they need a more of a by-committee thing. I don't know. So who is that back number three? Are we talking about Holyfield's son or the draft kid? Well, are we, we talking about like Boston Scott? We talking no. Jason Hunley? 
Is Elijah Holyfield finally going to get a carry? I think he actually will, but I wouldn't. For me, for the running backs, the fact that – so forgive me. I, I, I'm a football guy. I'm a football mm-hmm. and basketball guy, so forgive yeah. me if I get a little overzealous and I get along with it with y'all, please. No, I – with Go ahead. The NFL for me, John John JB gives me shit because he feels like it's just a different game. I am old school that the teams that win Super Bowls and the teams that are constantly successful, they run the football at a very high clip. They run the ball and play defense. The state never change. That's any team that wins a Super Bowl, they run the ball, they play defense. Yep. The Ravens, the Steelers, and think about any team that's won the last, I'll say twelve years. I'll probably say two or three teams won because they just slung the ball around. We ran the ball when we won the Super Bowl. We ran yeah. the ball. They led the league in rushing, in rushing. yards. Yes. So for, for me. But Garrett Blunt has three rings. Yeah, it's no accident. It's about to say, there's something to that, right? So for me, the fact that I'm not saying Todd Gurley is an is a end-all, be-all guy, but if Todd Gurley's out there for just, hey, I need you for five carries, six carries a game, kick the tires. Mm-hmm. If Le'Veon Bell thing, I think it's mental with him. I, I think he has the talent, but he just thinks he's better than what he is. Yeah. A boat for me, a gem or a guy that was out there that just got picked up. I want to say about the Raiders. Bo Scatterborough was still out there. He oh, definitely yep. signed with somebody. And I'm like, that's the back you need. Yeah. He's young, six foot two, six foot three, two fifty, two sixty. Yeah, run straight. Counter yeah. counter, counter smash. <laughs> Half back smash. smash. Just run straight. <laughs> he's that's that pro- he's that prototypical. That prototypical second Bama back. That's it. Yeah. And 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 with our offensive line, that's that. And yeah, people have to realize this too about football. It's about fits and it's about your scheme. And I think that because our offensive line is so dynamic, I'm not saying you put anybody back there. But if you take a five chip Alabama running back and just say, "Hey, count to three, go where the play is going to go," <laughs> you'll fall forward. And then to your point, where Booby comes in. If Bo's back there and Bo rips off three straight runs of ten yards, that's thirty yards. We've eight the clock. The clock's down seven minutes, and then Booby comes in, boom. There, there, there's your, there's your shot down the field. That's what nullifies the clock. But for some reason, you know, I think that they're giving, they're giving Miles every opportunity they can do, and I think it's the right thing to do. However, I don't know if it's the smart thing to do at this point because of what you've seen for the last couple of years. He's not, he's not reliable. I, th- I think the option work that they can do with Jalen Hurts now mm-hmm. is going to be very helpful. Mm-hmm. I know one of Miles' best runs last year was on th- that. Yeah, was yeah. on the Jalen Hurts option play. Yep. 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 And I wouldn't run Jalen with that because my concern with Jalen Hurts is what not more than two or three times. Yeah, yeah. 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 You don't know how to do those. In like, it has to be like a so a total situation where it's like go to the third, go to the third page. We're running that play because yep. this is it's set up now. This is the exactly. time to run now. But sorry, I'm being a fat ass eating Cheetos because I like Cheetos. <laughs> Cheetos are awesome. Cheetos are good. Yeah. It's a pro Cheetos show. <laughs> we're, we're, we are a very young football team, and it's amazing how I got to give Howie some credit for this. At one point, we were, I want to say, the second or third oldest roster in the NFL. He's turned it over, but with youth comes mistakes. With youth comes lack of experience. With youth comes a lot of situations, scenarios that these kids are not familiar with, and the NFL will put you in that. It'll put you in that pressure cooker real quick. Mm-hmm. It just will, and the likelihood of a younger team overcoming that attrition or that that um that negative vibe over a, a longer tender team or a veteran savvy team, odds aren't in our favor. No, not at, at all. all. Eh. I like football. <laughs> yeah, I love really yeah. love football. I love football love too. You talk about football all day. <laughs> Unfortunately, we have a lot of other topics to get to. So, <laughs> from <laughs> the gridiron to the hard floor, we are in the midst of uh, the summer. 
And, you know, they had the summer league in the NBA. We saw some good stuff from uh, the Philly teams. Our boy B-Ball Paul with the 2020 game. I was happy to see that. But go ahead. <laughs> it ain't going to mean much later on in, in the league. Yeah. Exactly. But, you know, Maggie looking kind of good. Also, uh, we also got um, uh, news today. Our boy Joel Embiid, re-up, got the extension. Four years, $196 million. Whispers by himself with no agent. <laughs> yeah. Genius. Baller. <laughs> exactly. Go in for Joel, you know. We want to know, like, they didn't do much in the, as far as the, the offseason, as far as making free agent pickups. You know, they re-signed Furcon for what it's worth. That's a good deal. <laughs> yeah. Turkey good for Furkey. Yeah. <laughs> Furkey for Turkey. Furkey for Turkey. Two-year deal. And, you know, they, they made sure it's known that, yes, Joel is our centerpiece. We're going to build around him. We don't think our window with him has ended. Mm-hmm. So, I asked you, number one, were there any bright spots in summer league? They gave you some pause. Number two, uh, did did they? What else could they do uh, as far as bringing in some other guys? Is there a trade still out there for Ben? What can this do? This team do to compete with a league now that is just putting teams together? Super you see, Chicago's got a little baby big three. I call them the baby big three because they they don't they the Bulls, legit yeah, scare me. This is not no, oh, they're going to win sixty games next year. Yeah, but they'll be cute. So like, if you've seen all these other teams do all these crazy things, I asked, did the Sixers do enough? What's their outlook? Uh, Matt Merritt, how are you feeling about their Philadelphia 76? Well, this kind of goes back to what I was saying at the trade deadline last year, right, where I value continuity in the NBA in this day and age a lot sure. more than a lot of other people when I was on my whole no new Sixers tip. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and, they, and they almost did it. Exactly. George Hill barely counts. But <laughs> He's going now. Yeah, there you go. yeah he is. I, the two things he I'm looking at, assistance. or at least I'm taking from Summer League, is – Tyrese Maxi looks fantastic, and I think Isaiah Joe is going to be able to play this year. Other than that, I mean, B-Ball Paul is great. We love falling in love with a 13th guy. You know, he's the new Mike Scott. But I, I think those two guys are going to take a big step up this year, and they're going to contribute. And I think that's going to be very valuable. That may be better than a free agent acquisition at this point. So I don't even know who's left out there. Man, Marcus Smart just got $77 million for four years. It's ridiculous. Insanity, the money they're throwing away in the NBA. That's, that's kind of a good deal for him. Eh. For him, yeah. For him, <laughs> not for the team that gave him the money. The reason why I'm saying that, or I guess the reason why my thought process is that, if you look around, like, Lonzo Ball got, what, $84 million? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a good number for him. I thought he was going to get, like, 120 If you think about, like, the Island Crabs, and some of these, some of these guys literally – just were bank robbers. Yeah. Right oh, place yeah. at the right time, put mm-hmm. the money in the bag. Nobody moved, nobody gets hurt, and I'm out of here. They got paid. I think the numbers of some of these, yo, De- De- uh, DeMar DeRozan didn't even get paid. So for like number-wise, I think Marcus Schroeder Smart. Schroeder didn't get paid. <laughs> yo, fire yourself, fire your agent, fam. I could have got you a better deal than that, but whatever. Oh, I the 80 million? Not enough. Not enough. I um, see what I mean? That's my point, <laughs> yeah. that he thought that I'm worth 100 because he saw guys before him get that 100, get that 120. That was his mindset. And if he has a mama, an auntie, a sister, take the money. Mm-hmm. You take the money, bro. 84 million versus five and a risk of injury, I'm good. And hold on, in Boston? <laughs> 
I have a thing with Boston, but that's all. It's not my pod. It's a different episode. I <laughs> yep. really loathe Boston. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I, I you know, love Boston. Not a damn. nice place. <laughs> it is not a nice place at all. Everything here is true. <laughs> it's very true. true. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the Sixers for me. The, the biggest issue for the Sixers is that we have the second or third highest payroll in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So as far as being able to move and maximize deals, we're we're pretty much handcuffed because of just the signings and the things we have. I think that what and yo, thank you, COVID, because if <laughs> it was a shit show last year, but it was such a great thing. If Therese Maxey was actually able to go out and showcase his talent with like crowds and having like the coverage, the Sixers wouldn't have drafted him. He would have went a lot higher. So yeah. thank you for COVID. I appreciate you so much because this kid, this kid, this kid is looking like a sparkling jewel. Um, Daryl Morey is doing what a president of basketball operations is supposed to do. Any you're supposed to field phone calls for your talent. Are you supposed to leak the phone calls? Are you supposed to do these things? No. But fielding, you're supposed to. And the stories leaked, he was looking for what? A James Harden haul of a deal? Yeah. I'm not mad at that. Because if there's one, the NBA is, is like a, it's a it's a pissing contest. There's oh, yeah. one coach or one GM that thinks, oh, we can solve the Ben the Ben Simmons Rubik's cube. Send him here, we'll give him everything. Yeah. One, co- all we need is one franchise to do yeah. that, and we get our haul. But I think that because of he didn't play in the world, he didn't play the Olympics. He'd rather be in Wimbledon or wherever he was with the bad Kardashian looking thing. That was pretty <laughs> nice too, by the way. Nice, nice joint. Like you, Ben, for that. Um, <laughs> He was focused on himself. There's, uh, there's a lot. I just think that basically we're handicapped. We're handicapped because of the contracts. We can't move anybody. Tobias Harris going to make what forty five million Something this year. Stupid. Yeah. Forty five million dollars this year. That 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 alone. Playoff Toby. Right. <laughs> hey, I'm giving you twenty and ten last year. I'm good on the I'm third All Star. Yeah, Toby. Yeah. I've been good on Toby. I think that what you're going to see. I still to answer your question. I think that there is a trade. But it's not going to be involving Ben Simmons. I yeah, think- I, I think they need more pieces, and I, at this point, I'm hard pressed to see anybody that's going to give them anything close to what they want yeah. for Ben to the point where Ben's going to be on this roster. Oh, Ben's uh, going to be back. Yeah. <laughs> opening Ben's tip be back. off. Uh, the 2022 season, and, you can just count. And it. it has to be a trade. I just looked up like some of the free agents still out there. Mm-hmm. Anybody want Avery Bradley? No. Y'all want to run James Ennis again? <laughs> <It'll> stop. <laughs> no. Dante Exum's available. The, the wonder kid from Australia. Yeah. Dante Exum. Huh. Uh-uh. No free agents. We missed out. <laughs> we missed out. The Bobby Portises. There were guys out there, but because the contracts were so, like, riddled down, we couldn't even attempt to get in there and talk to people. We just couldn't. Uh-huh. I think we wound up getting rid of Tobias Harris. That the story surfaced where we were going to the Rockets, and the Rockets were like, that's not enough. We were trying to get rid of Toby. I think Ben's back on the roster. I think we're going to move a couple pieces. We're going to try it again, but I think that we're we're strapped. We're just strapped. Is our best trade piece now Thibel? Probably. Maxi and Thibel. Yeah. yeah. Every deal you come across. Is and if it has to be one of those two, Thibel. I'm giving Thibel. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thibel in a heartbeat. Yeah. Let's give away Maxi. Unless. I'm convinced Thibel might not be able to shoot too. If, if it's Sacramento and they, well, yeah. and they switch that deal up and they say, hey, we'll give you De'Aaron Fox. Marvin Bagley, two first round picks. We want Ben. We want we want Ben. We want Maxi, a conditional first, and a throw in player. You making that trade? 
Because you're getting like the guy deer. you want I, with I the two like picks. Deer. Sorry, Maxie. Appreciate you, kid. <laughs> go, go hoop on the West Coast. <laughs> I'll take that kid. Do I want Bagley though? <laughs> I, rookie contract, yeah. movable. If yeah. it pans out, you're yep. getting a freak of nature. You're getting like another guy stretch. He can do everything. There's a reason why it didn't work in Sacramento, right? Yeah. There's mm-hmm. a reason why the kid could play in college. Maybe change the space could be different. Yeah. I don't know, but there's if there's if there's a hole and the team comes with the right player, yeah, Max, he can go. All of a sudden, Ben Simmons is seeing Rich Holmes again. No, <laughs> let, him, let, let, let Ben, let Ben get out there. Uh, I'm, I'm, he You're not me. intrigued by those videos, the clips, my man. Oh, ben, he's like shooting. It. He's shooting with the right hand now, or was it the left hand? <laughs> I forgot. He every video. He, he, he's, he's, he's still. Le- he's still left-handed, he's still left. which is the problem. Still swinging. Yeah. Like, dude, just get off the grid. I don't. I don't understand why he thinks. See, he did that, and then we killed him. The right? Exactly. No, no. He went to Wimbledon. No, that was off the, off the grid. I'm at Wimbledon with a Kardashian-looking thing <laughs> next to me. That's not what off the grid is. I make a hunt. First of all, for all you for the, you listeners here, Ben Simmons is a loo. He's all all the negative things in life. Ben Simmons is winning. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely. winning. Oh, his shooting percentage yeah. off the court is yeah. it's fucking real. Off, yeah. the, off the Richter scale. Tinashe, <laughs> Kendall, Mama Jamma, Maya Jamma. You ever look up the Gonzalez twins? Oh, yeah. Maya Jamma's yeah. oh, yeah. yep. Jam a bad Mama Jamma. Yeah. I get it. No, the Gonzalez twins from UNLV. He was on them back in the day. And I'm like, this dude, I like the way he shoots. He shoot, You shoot, brother. <laughs> but for, for you, look, you have amassed a fortune. You're a brand. Everything that you wanted to obtain, you've done it within five years. Get off the grid. Get off of social media. Put the work in. I just I just did an episode with Michael Jordan, and we were talking about LeBron James. And I said on the pod, I said, I bet you LeBron James is working out right now. All bullshit aside, an hour later, the post comes out. He's working with Russell Westbrook. They're doing their own. And I, like, I just, you know that type of player. He's working out right now. You know what Ben Simmons is doing right now? Probably smoking hookah, taking selfies with all his jewelry and a couple things around him. And I'm not mad at that, but that's the difference. <laughs> or dunking. Yeah. Or dunking. He, he ain't looking at no basketball right now. He's on the West Coast enjoying that, enjoying that weather, as I would. Chip Kelly said something. The, you know, people hate Chip Kelly, but he had a quote that still resonates with me. I want football players that love the game of football. I don't want football players that love what love the life that football has allowed them. And that's what Ben Simmons is. He doesn't like, he doesn't love. I'm not going to say that. I don't know Ben Simmons person to make that statement, and it's your pod, so it's your platform. Yeah. I want to say that. But all the signs are showing that I've worked hard enough. I've made the contract. I'm young enough to get another hundred million just by doing what I'm doing. That's kind of how I see that. Look at if you compare it to Giannis and all the other guys that had the same type of body structure, same issues. He got off the grid, put the work in, <laughs> kissed the rings, bitch. Like I'm mm-hmm. up. It's insane if you look at a picture of like Giannis rookie season. You look at Giannis now. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, dude, where'd you get that grown man body <laughs> from, bro? And the worst part is. Every couple of days, Ben does put out the video, right? <laughs> like he was shooting threes with Rondo. And I'm like, I, in my head, I go, yep, that's exactly what I wanted to be doing. <laughs> He's big Rondo. That's who he is. <laughs> and then I'm just like, baby. no, no, don't yep. get sucked in. Yep. Bring it back. Yep. Don't get sucked in. They, he, that, he's a younger guy. They, they understand how social media works. They understand where I have to put this out because there, it's, a, it's a 50-50 split where there's people mm-hmm. on my side where it's like, yo, I don't want to see that anymore. There's another 50 where it's like, yeah, Ben, shoot, I told you. I told you. Ben's going to come back. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. And it's just like, no, that's not what he does. <laughs> it's not what he does at this point. Oh, man. 
Oh, man, we could be on that all day. But before we get out <laughs> yeah. of here, we got one last thing. We have some uh, opinions. We always have our little stories or whatever. And last week was Friday the 13th. It That's was. <laughs> last Friday was Friday the 13th. And we just talked about a player that has scary potential if he was to ever put it all together, Ben Simmons. But I asked you guys, who's the scariest player you've ever seen as far as it could be talent? Mm-hmm. It could be uh Physically imposing, like I'm crossing the street if I see this dude. Who comes to mind when you think of the word scary and then you think of sports? I got a few of them, but mm-hmm. like scary, like I'll cross the street, like I don't want no smoke it could be, with this I man. I don't want no smoke, or it could be it's, it, it's scary how good this dude is at this particular thing. However you want to spin it, we're just talking scary. I got. I'm, I have a bunch of names in my head, but it's, it's killing me, dude. <laughs> if this is a realistic scenario, and this person has shown this, he's he's a, he's showed this type of behavior, and he makes bad decisions. John Jones, oh man, crack, oh, yeah, drinking, yep. driving, oh, yeah. he's out in public, and you know what that man can do to grown ass men that like him. Mm-hmm. Nah, I don't know smoke with John Jones. Bro. <laughs> I'm walking no away. Smoke. That's I a see him decision, right? with a with a bow and arrow and a, and a forty ounce of Mickey's. Yeah. I'm crossing the street, or I'm getting in the car. I don't no problems. No car. selfies, I'm no out. autograph. I'm good, John. Hey, yo, Cliff, they're gonna. Nope. I'm good, nope. bro. No I'm good. You enjoy that Mickey's, bro? Right on. Making it sound like the Solid. damn purge. Solid. You don't remember that he got caught yeah. doing yeah. all that. Like it, that's what I'm saying. It's real deal scenario. John Jones. Yep. John, John Jones. Jones. No picks. I don't no want no problems with him. He's drunk. He's medicated. I might say something, takes it the wrong way. Next thing you know, he folds him like a bag of laundry. No, yeah. I'm good. I'm five foot ten. Yeah. I'm good. No, yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. If we're talking about from a talent standpoint, and also in a way a physical standpoint, remember Andre Johnson? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. First off, beat the living shit out of Courtland Court Finnegan. <laughs> yeah, and it, that was so spicy. awesome. Yeah. Oh, that was so awesome. <laughs> but he was a physical receiver. He yeah. was big. He would go up. He would take the ball from you. Yeah. That and uh, like any enforcer the Flyers ever had, like Riley Cote oh, yeah. with the with the long curls, Brashear, <laughs> Frank, yeah. okay. even on the Phantoms, Frank Bad the Animal Bylawis. Have you heard his story? Yo, yo, okay, I swear to God, I'm sorry to mess this up. I'm sorry to kill you for your time. Go ahead, cause back when he was doing the morning show on night on a certain radio station, yep. he had something called the Meat Locker. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Bro, he had the animal call in, Mm -hmm. and he talked this story about he's in, like, a Native American reservation playing hockey. (laughs) And he just talks about how he was just, yo, (laughs) laying hands on everything moving. (laughs) People jumping out of the stands, kids, women, men, laid them out. It got so bad, they had to, like, stop. They had to dump the show one time. I was like, yo. Mm -hmm. He can't come back on because of the stories he's telling. No, and it's true. I was in Canada once. I saw two Yo. First Nations peoples, like teams, play each other. That game didn't get out of the first period. The bench is emptied. All these kids are going at it. Mm-hmm. There's hair flying everywhere. It was nuts. Teeth, oh, fingernails, yeah. joints flying. Yo. <laughs> Skates, helmets. Hell yeah. If you get time, look that up and listen to yeah. the stories. It, you will crack up. Crack up. That's a good one. Hell yeah, Frank. Frank the animal. Where you at, Bobby? What you got? Oh, oh, me? Me personally? I'm a big, uh, and, and Matt can attest to this, I'm a big uh, pro wrestling guy. So I like pro wrestling guys. Mm-hmm. They're like 
huge dudes. Yes, and they are. I don't yeah. even care that he's pushed. He's well into his fifties. If yeah. I see Mark Calloway, who you guys yeah. know as the Undertaker yeah. in the yeah, real yeah. life, yeah. tatted up six ten and a half, I'm walking the other way. I'm not crossing the street. I'm not saying what's up. This man got on a podcast and said, I don't like these new guys. They're soft. They're in the black playing video games and buddying up. I'm like, yo, his (laughs) hard to him with whiskey and (laughs) cigars and whatever drugs they were doing. I'm like, yo, dude, you way too hard. You way too hard for me, Mr. Callaway, Taker. I'm over there. I would That's a good one. Yeah. Like I like it. I talk to him. Yeah. Like what's up? What's up, Undertaker? How you feeling, he, man? He made I would you talk question your manhood. You Who I wouldn't talk to? Would Randy talk. Orton. I could see Randy snapping on somebody. I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> Randy running, kick yeah. you in your head, the punch. Randy's had about eighteen Coors Lights. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see his pop cowboy? Oh, yeah. Cowboy? Yep. That do was a still, big dude. Do we still got yeah. that, that, that cast up? Right, right. <laughs> there was a story about them at WrestleMania, the old WrestleMania with Mr. T. They had a boxing match, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and they said Mr. T wasn't an athlete at all. Like, he trained yeah. and all this yep. stuff. They said that at the end of the fight, Mr. T passed out. They had to get him on IV and oxygen. Cowboy Bob Orton walks in, lights up a cigarette, grabs a beard, is like, yo, good job. <laughs> and I'm just like, yo, that's just that's to, to your thing about the yep. Undertaker's yeah. mentality. Like, yo, these kids are these kids are new. I'm gonna light up a bogey, drink some whiskey and a beer. What are we doing tonight, folks? Yeah. Where's the hotel? What are we doing? Exactly. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, that's about the time we have for today's show. Uh, we like to thank you for listening. As always, you can find your boy Bobby Dubs on Twitter. You can type in at Rob and Whitney. Catch me on Facebook. Type in Rob Whitney. You can also find me on Instagram, the Robert the Writer. Uh, also, go get the book on Amazon, Hope Over Hurt. Go buy the book. It's a great story about how I came from where I was to where I am now. Matt Merrick. Oh, also, you can go check out Triple Play Media where I'll be uh, reporting on the uh, Union game tomorrow. They got a game tomorrow. I'll be there. So you yep, can check yep. out. Check nice. me out for a recap of that. Nice. Matt Merrick, tell you, where can the people find you? Liquid Death, Sparkling, and Flat Mountain Water. <laughs> that was nice. Wonderful. A wonderful beverage coming straight from the Austrian Alps. In collapsible, recyclable cans. Saving the world and murdering your thirst. We don't have copy yet, but I'm working on it. Hi, John. How are you doing? Anyway, uh, you can find me uh, across the many platforms at mmaritea22. That's Twitter, Instagram, untapped. Uh, I have link trees now that I built. Nice. So, yeah, nice. that should make everything far more convenient. If you can find my social media, you can find everything else. Uh, yep, check out Triple A Media 2. As always, the wonderful, lovely Last Out Studios. Yeah. Cliff. Hi, guys. This is pretty awesome. Thank you for having me. Oh, no yeah, problem. Anytime. Um, Thank you for being here. Check me out at Driving in the Right Lane. Uh, all DSPs. Yeah, you know, culture, shit talk. Driving exactly. the right lane. All you you of might stuff. catch your boy on there. You might catch your yeah. boy on there. Yeah, come on. This weekend. We're going to rap. We're going to rap. We're going to rap. We got some shit to talk. Um, catch me on Instagram. It's CliffyBaby215. Uh, CliffSykes215 on Twitter. Uh, shit, driving the right lane at gmail.com. You have questions or anything like that. Yo, hit me up. Holla at your boy. All right, now. Thank and you, Taylor. Thank you, Taylor. Thanks, Taylor. Thanks, Taylor. Yeah, and I'm the type to tell your daughter things.